Welcome to Raise the Line from Osmosis.org, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the COVID-19 crisis and beyond. In this special episode, we'll be talking to one of the winners of the 2020 Osmosis Raise the Line Faculty Awards. Only five were selected out of hundreds of nominations we received. Osmosis's engagement manager, Lindsay Smith, sat down with each of them to ask about their career, their methods, and their advice for future healthcare providers. Joining us today is one of Osmosis's Raise the Line Faculty Award winners, recipient Dr. Jaja Booker from Wayne State University School of Medicine. Dr. Booker, thank you for being here. Please introduce yourself. Uh, hi, uh, my name is uh, Jaja Booker. Um, I am a learning skills specialist at Wayne State University School of Medicine. Um, that uh, we, our offices are in Detroit, Michigan, and um, we, in my role, I help to support uh, students, uh, mostly in the segment two or M two year medical medical school year two. Um, I help students uh, with their. Um, coursework as far as uh, their learning skills and strategies for preparing for exams, uh, you know, digesting material, et cetera. And also I am the course director for the step one prep uh, course where I help students navigate through their dedicated studies. And um, I do a lot of uh, teaching in their pre-dedicated portion in uh, year two as well. So that's uh, some of my roles. Nice. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been uh, in the School of Medicine since 2017, um, and uh, before that, I worked at Wayne State, but I worked on main campus, so I didn't work at the medical school prior to, but I was uh, did similar work, but with undergraduate students and helping them navigate through their, um, their undergraduate career, so um, I got my PhD in 2016, and then uh, I joined the medical school shortly after that. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get started? How did you find your way to now? Sure. Um, so uh, I didn't always plan to be an educator. Um, I always knew that I would be working in a profession where I provided a service, um, but I never thought it would be an education. Um, I was lucky enough to come out of high school and have earned um, the Bill and Melinda Gates uh, scholarship. So um, it's uh, Gates Millennium Scholars. I earned that scholarship and uh, that afforded me a, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree and a PhD. So my education was paid for out the gate. So I knew that I was gonna do something. I just had to figure it out. So I had a lot of different uh, work opportunities across my path. And um, like I said, I, I was um, working on main campus while I was uh, finishing up my master's degree. And I was doing this type of work uh, with uh, undergraduate students, helping them prepare for exams, helping them with stress management, helping with um, just all of that stuff, helping students read better, et cetera. And, um, I, after that, I transitioned into the medical school. I applied for a position at the medical school and it was a, it was a rough transition. I knew nothing about medical education when I came over. Um, 
all of my degrees are, you know, I have a science degree, my undergraduate degree is science, but, you know, my master's was in information science, my PhD is in educational statistics. So I, I really didn't have a background in medical education, but I caught on really fast when I got on the team, uh, Office of Learning and Teaching is my team that I work with. When I came on, um, I was immediately thrown on a really tough project. <laughs> That's what they told me before they told me what it was. They said, you know, this is this is all hands on deck for this project, but you are, you know, our main person for this project. And I said, okay, what is it? And they said, it's step one. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I've been working on that project since that time. And it's been challenging. If, if you know anything about step one, you know that it's probably one of the toughest uh, standardized exams medical students take. Um, it's really hard. It's stressful. Uh, I always tell my students, uh, it can feel really lonely too because you're working by yourself as you're preparing for that test. Um, and so um, with all of that being said, uh, I, I help students navigate through that process for that whole year. I work with students and preparing for the step and then Again, I teach a course that's designed to help them during their dedicated study period. So uh, that's kind of where I am now. It was a interesting path. <laughs> so you've obviously inspired many young health professionals to get nominated for this award. Can you speak on who inspired you or what got you inspired to get into education? Sure. Um, so uh, I, I mentioned, you know, how I ended up earning my degrees. It was based on the um, the generosity of uh, some philanthropists. And so when I really started to digest the fact that I was being awarded uh, such a gift, uh, the gift of education, um, I really started to rethink about my life goals. And so um, as I was thinking about those changes in my life, um, you know, I guess the world and everything in it kind of just pulled me to uh, work in, in higher ed. Um, I did try out working in K through 12 for a bit and uh, I did some, some work with uh, some kindergartners and I said, wow, they're amazing, but I don't, I don't think this is it. And so <laughs> um, I did that for a while, but um, like I said, the, the world kind of just pulled me back to uh, working in higher ed and again, the reason I decided for education is because I just knew that it was important to give back. And so that's really important to me because, you know, if it wasn't for uh, the generosity of others, I, I wouldn't be where I am. So uh, that's why I decided education. This is an excerpt of what one of your nominations read about you. Dr. Jaja always brings a positive light, spreading it to everyone around her. Her passion, is in quantitative research, data analysis, program evaluation, and being the best help to students and the community. She is very thoughtful, very competent, and has a very insatiable work ethic. Truly a pleasure in every aspect. Such kind words. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, I was thinking, wow, uh, whoever wrote that, uh, they know a lot about me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it's humbling. Uh, that's my first thought is that uh, it's humbling. Uh, it's also really nice to know that even though you don't hear it, people observe good, good in you. Um, and so that's great. I mean, um, I, I'm humbled. That's, that's a, the first thought was humbling. 
As I'm sure you know, osmosis is six core values. Start with the heart, spread joy, have each other's backs, imagine more, open your arms, and reach further. Do any of these values strike a chord with you? Yeah, um, it's funny. Uh, we were talking about giving back and, and the importance of that and paying it forward. And uh, I guess the one that most resonates with me is uh, the heart. I think it's uh, start with the heart. That's what it is. Um, that one, because um, that's kind of how I've been guided through my life is, uh, you know, a spiritual guidance, but also my, I, I start with my heart too. So um, I think that's important. And especially in a profession, uh, medicine is a profession that's very um, competitive, very challenging. Um, I can't imagine going through the rigor that my students go through. They are brilliant. And I say all that to say that I have to, I feel it's, it's, I have to remind my students that um, they are supported, that we care about them, and that uh, we're in this together. So I try to remind them of that. And that always takes me back to that core value about um, starting with the heart. So I try to bring that into what I do, uh, because it's very important. Sometimes we miss it. COVID has definitely brought everyone unique challenges. What has your personal experience been this year and how have you approached your own challenges? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so at the start of uh, this crisis, um, we were in the middle of our dedicated step one period. And unfortunately, you know, uh, half of our cohort, which we have a pretty big cohort, every year we get about 300 medical students into the school. Um, and uh, I think it's one of the largest in the, in the country. So uh, we have a pretty big cohort. So we had half of our cohort uh, had not sat for step one uh, when they started to close down the parametric sites. And so uh, being uh, one of the leaders of making sure that they get it done, it, it obviously was a, uh, a very um, challenging time. Uh, it was stressful. Um, we, you know, because no one knew nothing, no one knew when they would open uh, or when alternative arrangements would be made. It was just a very challenging time. And uh, I can say that I didn't work on helping our students get through that by myself, you know, myself and my colleagues worked really hard to make sure that our students had information. So anything that we knew about uh, what was going on, we tried to make sure that we got them the information as soon as possible. And, um, you know, we continue to remind them that they were not alone and that, you know, we were in this together. So uh, that's kind of how we got through it. Uh, I, because it seems like it was so far away, but so yet still not that far away, uh, it pains me to think about it because it was a very stressful time, but um, we got through it. We got through it. Um, and all of our students have sat now um, and we're going into another period of dedicated starting in January. So uh, fingers crossed that our <laughs> parametric centers won't close. But um, yeah, it was a challenging time, but we got through it. Is there anything from that experience that you've learned about yourself or your students in general? What I can say that I learned about uh, my students in particular is, you know, you think uh, you put all this pressure on these jewels and eventually these jewels are gonna crack 
And our students are under so much pressure, right? They are under um, an enormous amount of pressure. Again, I, I keep saying it, I don't know how they do it. Uh, they, they go through a lot. And so then you put this other weight, uh, this pandemic on top of uh, the pressure that they already have. And um, all I can say is our students surprised me by just how, how, how they handled the situation, how, how they navigated through the process and how they stayed upbeat. And I mean, they just, they just really were um, team players. They, they realized that we were um, working through that process together. And so I just, I commend them on how they handled the pandemic and, and being in a crisis and then, you know, having to deal with the pressure of taking step and, you know, some of our students had that, that test pushed back three, four months uh, past their, their, their step date, their original step date. So uh, it was really stressful. I can't imagine being in that situation and preparing for a standardized exam and having a date set. And, you know, a couple of days before your test, you get an email saying you can't take it, right? Uh, and then you don't know when you're going to sit. So I think they handled that so well. They were so professional, right? Um, so yeah, that, that surprised me. What's next for you? What's next for your institution? Working on any projects now that you can tell us about? Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, due to the pandemic and all of the changes that have been made, I know, uh, I know I for certain have really been thinking about how to improve, um, what I do online. So improving our resources improving um, all that we do in a, uh, on a virtual way. So um, there are some things that I'm working on uh, in order to help improve what we already offer uh, virtually. So for example, the course that I teach, we have you know, a lot of resources dedicated to step one prep, but just helping to improve those and, and stretching the bar a little bit more. I know we actually worked with Osmosis this year on one of those projects to help provide uh, our students during their dedicated period with a playlist for you know, the high yield content for step one prep. So those are the types of things that um, I'm working on and, and hopeful that uh, we can uh, make an impact, a huge impact on our student body. Here at Osmosis, we're an education company and being an education company, we love to fill knowledge gaps. Is there anything, any topic that you'd like to educate us on or the listeners on that you think everyone should know? So um, I know, uh, you know, I am not an MD. I'm a PhD. Uh, so there's not any, you know, subject matter, uh, you know, per se, that I, I could speak to, but, you know, my background is in uh, learning, so um, I'm always looking for um, ways to provide students with information that explores uh, how to learn and how they learn, so metacognition, um, and so I'm always looking to find uh, easy ways to explain brain science, even, um, you know, how do we remember uh, what are the keys of memorization? Um, and so, you know, I'm always looking for ways to do that. And um, that's probably something that I think is really important that adds to uh, what our students already are um, learning is uh, that material. And I say that too, because 
it's a huge transition from uh, being an undergraduate student and graduating with a, 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 a you know an undergraduate degree and then going into medical school. And uh, I always use the the water example, like you know you come out of the undergraduate degree and you're drinking the water from you know uh, your kitchen faucet. And then uh, you go into medical education and all of a sudden you're drinking the water from, you know, the fire hydrant, right? That's outside. So uh, it's just a lot more water and it's coming at you really fast. And so uh, because of that, it's really important for students to have uh, a way to understand how can I change my learning skills to accommodate that. So uh, that's, that's what I can add. I think that's really important. As we're all aware, an entire generation of students are graduating and entering the medical field during this unprecedented pandemic. Do you have any advice for them? You know, we, we are, like you said, we're in unprecedented times and there's so much going on and um, we can be consumed by a lot of different things. Uh, I know in uh, work, it's, it, it's, I can't imagine the pressure of physicians right now and, and what their challenges are, but um, I think it's really important to go back to that, start with the heart. Um, and I say that because sometimes we tend to forget that even, you know, everybody tends to forget that notion that, um, you know, compassion, uh, compassion is, is just as important as uh, anything when you're considering uh, the profession. So uh, just remind our students to be compassionate. Uh, you know, it's, you are working uh, in a service industry. You're providing healthcare, which is a service. And so be reminded that those patients depend on you. You, you, are, you are it. So just lead with the heart, start with the heart. That's it, Jaja. Thank you so much for joining us and congratulations again on receiving this award. Obviously very deserving. Do you have any parting thoughts or shout outs you'd like to give? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the team that I work with, uh, the Office of Learning and Teaching, the team that I work with, um, they are an amazing group of people. Um, and I don't do this alone, right? We work together. I'm always, you know, passing ideas through my colleagues. Uh, you know, the person that I joined the team with, uh, her name is Dr. Brennan. She is the person who really kind of trained me to do this. And so uh, I, I really lean on her a lot. And so uh, I say all that to say that uh, I didn't do it by myself. I don't do the work that I do by myself. So I really would like to thank my team uh, and including, uh, he's not part of our team per se, but Dr. Roger Sakarin. Um, he's, um, he's an amazing person as well. He provides really great leadership. We're going through a transition. So, uh, he's our interim boss for right now and he's an amazing person as well. So I just, uh, would like to thank my team for all of their support and our students for being so, such, such great people. I work with a really, really great team of people and great students, brilliant students. For more information on how you can help raise the line and flatten the curve, go to osmosis.org slash COVID-19. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our podcasts at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast. <laughs>